want to get service, selection, and price so low. The record archive is the place to go. How is life like toilet paper? How? You're either on a roll or taking shit from someone. <laughs> that is very true. <laughs> I have I have one of those. Oh, okay. A joke. All right. One of those. Yeah. What's the difference between a hooker and an onion? Mm, I don't know what. You don't cry when you're cutting up a hooker. Oh, hon. So how's it going? <laughs> Another brand new show. Great guest today. I um I have a favorite quote from you this week. From me? Yeah. What's that? You don't remember? I don't think so. Oh. Well, I will remind you. Okay. Man, I don't get to tell you you look beautiful anymore. You're going to have to explain that because I sound like a real asshole. Nope. No. (laughs) (laughs) All right. But you tried really hard to backpedal out of that one. No, I didn't. (laughs) There's no pedaling. All right. I was coasting. (laughs) Um, You're not going to explain it? You're really not? No. Okay. Why? Do you want me to? No. I I mean, I can. No. You want everyone to know the soft side of you? No. So what do we got? (laughs) (laughs) So let's get to our guest today. (laughs) Okay. We have a lot of them. Yeah, we do. You going to say who it is? Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Don't keep them waiting. I wanted to build up suspense. (laughs) (laughs) Good job. (laughs) So we have Moment of Truth. Mm Mm-hmm. From Rochester, New York today. Yes. A fantastic hardcore band mm-hmm. um, that took a roughly 25-year mm-hmm. break. They did. Um, and they just came out with a kick-ass new release, No yep. Blind Eyes. Yep. Um, so we're talking to all five of the guys today about the release and what it means to them. And I think we should get right to it. So we're we going to play a song first. I think we should. All right. Play um, a song and then get to the interview. I say let's play Respect Thy Neighbor off of No Blind Eyes. Child, what's the 
Okay, so we have Jason Zeller on vocals. Yep. Um, AKA Sarge. Jim Jack. Callahan on drums. Patrick, I'm sorry. Yep. Just give me a second here. Patrick Loye Como. <laughs> Did I get it? What's that? Did I get your last name right? I didn't hear it. <laughs> oh, damn it. Patrick Loye Como. Loye Como, you're close enough. All right. All right. And then that was exactly Nathan. Right. And yeah, best of luck to you now. Nope, I got it. I got it. Thanks to Jim. <laughs> Matt oh. I'll take the math part of it. It's way better than 99 out of 100. We'll do it I've known these guys for 30 years. I still can't say their names right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Very good. Thank you. All right. All right. So we got the new CD, and it is awesome. Super impressed. Well, thank you. Yeah, it's it's great. It's... um. <clears throat> There's some modern hardcore that I'm not really too fond of. This has like this has enough of the old school element in it, but it the production is fantastic. Um it's that's really impressive. The songwriting's great. The layout of the the CD, like everything about it is really impressive. So, can you guys maybe talk about how you came back together after all these years and put this together? Uh, yeah, if you guys don't mind, I'll field this one because uh, Patrick and I just I talked mind. about it on a on a, a radio show that we were on just the other day. It's 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 pretty simple. Uh, we had been kind of talking about it off and on for years, you know, like a lot of bands do with reunions. But what it all boiled down to was uh, Jason was putting on a big benefit for his wife uh, who had uh, cancer, and he was putting on a big show and. You know, hardcore talks about unity and brotherhood and togetherness and all this stuff. So we all talked about it and decided, uh, you know, we had to put up a shut up. You know, this was the time to uh, to stand up for our boy. And if there was any better time, it was now. There was no better cause. You know, we, we would have been going to the show anyway just to support our our hardcore brother. And um, and that was it, man. It, it kickstarted this, uh, this whole journey now. And, you know, no, no turning back. We did it because... Uh, you know, even after all these years apart, we're still a family. Incredible. So what sparked the hiatus to begin with? Was it just life? You guys kind of dispersed all over the country? Like what what made you stop doing what you were doing to begin with? I'd call well, it life. I mean, I mean Jay was the first <clears throat> yeah. to go and, you know, he did the military thing. And was he still doing? Yeah. And then... Personally, I went off to college and moved away just far enough to be more than inconvenient. Not that Colorado is somehow less inconvenient than Fredonia, New York. <laughs> but uh, And then when I was gone, that kind of ends my story, even though our friendship remained, uh, to let anybody else complete the story. I think I'd have to punt uh, for the long term to Pat and Jim. Yeah, uh, Jim and I had a falling out. So I ended up being replaced, and uh, that's pretty much it. Jim, Jim and I, but but Jim and I started. We started this uh, in the eighties, uh, like in like eighty seven ish. We were in chemistry class, sitting next to each other, and uh, we've told this story a hundred times. Uh, you know, it was like we both liked 
similar aggressive music. Uh, we happened to be sitting right next to each other because our last names coincided because of the L and the C just happened to be at the end of the same rows, different rows, but they were right next to each other. Uh, and that just, we, we just became friends instantly. And then, uh, you know, one Christmas, Jim got drums. I got, uh, well, I had a guitar and I traded it for a bass. And uh, we decided to start a band and we started our first band. We were uh, 16 and 15, respectively, I think, somewhere around there. Um, a couple of versions of that band later, uh, we decided to dissolve that. And uh, Chris Vandewater, our good friend, uh, who was our original guitar player from Moment of Truth, was in another band with us prior to Moment of Truth. And the three of us were looking for a singer. So we played around we we. we Interviewed a few people. He tried a few people out. Nothing really panned out. And Chris decided that we should give Jason a try, the sweaty kid from the shows. <laughs> sweaty and, uh, sweaty the sweaty kid. The DRI. <laughs> the DRI show. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we all made at DRI shows. <laughs> uh, so, uh, yeah, so from there, Jay, Jay kind of fit in. And we went about a year, you know, we started out playing shows. And did, uh, then, Jay introduced us to Nate, and the rest was history. You know, and then, like I said, eventually Jay, uh, Jim and I had a falling out, and the band went on without me, and Jim can take it from here. Uh, yeah, so to uh, to pick up my part of the story that everyone that knows Patrick and I have heard before, I am definitely the dick in that falling out story. Um, it's a long time. It's not past yet, but we still jab at each other about it. I, he still calls me a dick, and I still admit to it. Um... Uh, so we had, uh, so Jay went to service, uh, Nate went away to college. We had a new singer, we had a new bass player. So, uh, we continued on with that for a little while. We, uh, that version of the band, uh, played a, a ton of shows, uh, all over the Northeast. We put out, uh, uh, a CD that I'm not too proud of. I love the music. I don't like the production. Um, eventually I think we, this, the singer, his name is Greg Walsh. Uh, Greg and I got tired of, uh, kind of each other and got tired of like all the scab players we felt we had in the band at the time and around 96 just called it a day but i i think uh n none of us really stopped doing music i mean you know jay's military service interrupted but you know he was and he can tell his own story but he was still very active in the scene it's not the it just seems like band stopped uh you know love of hardcore doesn't stop so jay let's kind of flip over to you for a second so you okay. joined the army in 92 i joined the marine corps i joined the marine corps first oh <laughs> Actually, okay so, so when you did could just basically call me i was like i'm a glutton for punishment so, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah I, jo I joined uh i joined the marine corps out of the uh i guess uh a fluke a fluke thing because i got scared shitless because i was gonna have a i was gonna have a baby my son, who's now 26 years old. Uh, so basically, I, I shit my pants and was like, holy shit, I'm not going to go to college now. I better I better square myself away and do something with my life before, you know, whatever, because hardcore don't pay your bills. So I ended up joining nope. the military and, and, and I joined, joined the Marine Corps and uh, kind of that was it. And I was I was gone for hell. I was gone for my first probably first once the first six years. I was I was MIA. I was gone uh, all over the world. You know, stationed all over the world, uh, being deployed, etc. And then uh, during that time frame, though, the time frame that I was away when I was in Camp Lejeune, uh, 
Um, I still stayed in touch with a lot of the with a lot of the hardcore bands that you know obviously ended up getting bigger as uh, as the years went on. I stayed real close with uh, the guys from Biohazard, Bobby Hannibal uh, specifically, who's a real close friend of mine, and the bands. Uh, but I kind of stayed in touch with them, and that kind of kept me where my hands were still involved in the scene a little bit. And then uh, fast forward after that, I ended up coming out of the Marine Corps, joined the Army, and then it brought me to the the heart of New York hardcore in New York City, and ended up moving to Brooklyn. And after that, it was kind of like Pandora's box. Like, everything just opened wide open, and then I ended up meeting, you know, everybody who's who's who, you know? Yeah. So we kind of get the impression that you have something to say on this release, but you kind of held back. Is that true? Mm. Me? That's you, Jay. Oh. Yeah. There you yeah, go. You can, Wait, you there's, can. there's a phrase here, Jay, available to you. And I think it's called like a moment of truth that you could speak to or not. <laughs> <laughs> and this is the moment of truth. Um, you know, it's, it's difficult in a sense because you know i still work for the i would still work for the u.s government you know and you know they say that we we preserve and we protect democracy but i don't get to practice democracy um so i have to i have to i have to tread carefully on certain things obviously especially if this gets aired and whatnot uh but you know there's a lot of things that you know rub me the wrong way and you know I can still I can still voice my opinion and, and, and speak to what I to what I believe. You know, nine eleven. I was I was there at the World Trade Center. I responded to the World Trade Center. I lost eighteen of my friends. Um, that's where there's where there's a lot of there's a lot of you know I don't know. There's just there's a lot of things going on in this in this this record that has to do with my past and things that I experienced. And kind of like enough is enough, you know. It's time, yeah. it's time to take the fucking blindfold off and, uh, and speak to what, what is fucking reality. You know, and that's kind of where I would say, you know, question fucking everything. Because people don't question everything. They just follow around like sheep. Hence, hence the, the cover of the, uh, of the record with the Statue of Liberty with the fucking blindfold on. Because that's the way the rest of the fucking country's walking around with blindfolds. Yeah. Very nice. Yeah, well, so if you listen hard enough, you kind of pick up on that. So you did a really good job of yeah. being politically correct, but getting your point across. Mm-hmm. That, that 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 makes me happy. I know, like when we when we when we were writing Inside Job, and actually Inside Job is actually an old moment of truth song, and we just kind of we put our spin on it, and then obviously we updated it. And I tell you, like Inside Job, if, if that song, and it's not the fact that it's our song, but if that song doesn't make you just want to fucking lose your shit and just smash the fucking walls down, then you don't like you don't like hardcore then. <laughs> <laughs> um, so let's talk about Eric Burke for a second. So he's on this release. Why? <laughs> yes, he is. Um, and he's kind dear of peppered throughout dear your friend. past, right? Of moment of truth. He's kind of yeah, been in and out. Yeah, he's the spice. He's <laughs> He's the spice in our spice He's girl. <laughs> <laughs> um, so why not make him a full-time band member? Because he's too good. I'm for sorry, what was that one? No. <laughs> why don't we make him a full-time yeah, band member? Yes. Yeah. He's busy. He's a busy guy. He's a busy dude. His fingers in. Yeah. yeah, he's just doing all the things he does. Obviously, currently Salako's his mainstay. Blurring is pretty active. Nuke is active on and off, it seems, and anybody who's anybody who's got half a brain wants him involved in what they do because the dude rules as a human and as a player. True that. True. That. True. 
Yeah. He's we want to know why he didn't list all of his projects on, on the CD cover. <laughs> we don't have uh, enough room. Because we don't have enough room. <laughs> <laughs> and it's kind of a corny it's kind of a corny marketing thing anyway, you know, that I, I don't even know if Eric knows about. He'll know when he hears this. <laughs> I don't know if he knows we did it. Yeah. Oh, well, I was the one that put that on there, and I, was, I, I kind of was like, you know, use your friends. You know, yeah, I didn't yeah. want to put, I wanted to put his two, like, most relative bands, you know, I mean, Blind, yes, but he's a drummer. I mean, I'm talking about just the ones he plays guitar on, you know, which would right now would be Nuke and Sulaco. You know, and plus I wanted to throw Sulaco, a, you know, a little, little homage there because, you know, they, they're great guys, you know, and they're all awesome dudes. And, uh, you know, uh, we've played with them a few times and uh, it's good guys. <laughs> Yes, we gotta yeah. we gotta we gotta support our natural homegrown Rochester fucking music, anyways. Yeah. So, given, so given a little bit of backstory to our connection uh, with Eric, just outside of being involved in you know the same music scene here is uh, you know I think we met him probably around like ninety 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 one or so whatever Matricor mm-hmm. was. I think I think it was ninety. Yeah, we yeah, we first met him. Right. And, and then he stayed a good friend, you know, became and stayed a good friend uh, throughout the years. And then it was our literal third show. Uh, Nathan hadn't joined the band yet. And our old guitar player, uh, Chris Vanderwater, who actually helped write some of the songs on the new album. So I want to make sure we give credit to Chris. Um, Definitely. Chris quit. He didn't want to. Our second show was kind of eh, And Chris was like, I don't want to do this. But we still had the show booked. It was our first. It was our third show, but it was our first time headlining, which was kind of a weird thing. Um, so we got. Uh, so we asked uh, Eric if he would step in and and play the show with us, and our buddy Kevin Santoro. So like, here Patrick and Jason and I show up, three hardcore dudes with like these guitar players with like long, thick black hair, you know, real <laughs> angular guitars. Full stacks, like it could have been like, you know, it could have been like Agnostic Front and Morbid Angel doing a show together. So we were But yeah, so uh, actually, at the end of that show, Chris was there and he had so much fun. He actually jumped up on stage with us and played one more song that we hadn't taught those guys, and he rejoined the band on the spot. And you know, Chris was in the band till. Uh, I don't know, like 95 or something like that. But so anyway, Eric has played with us all along. There were some shows Chris couldn't make. Sometimes we just wanted another guitar player. There were a couple times Eric called me and was like, hey, can I play this show with you guys? And we're like, uh, yeah. So <laughs> so that's it. So uh, Chris wasn't available uh, to do the reunion that we talked about uh, and the benefit for Jason's wife. So of course, Eric was the the first choice and you know he jammed with us for about the first year or more year and um, two years of the reunion yeah two or whatever yeah and then just you know basically called us all up and was like look fellas i'm i'm not a hardcore guitar player you're still my friends i'll still help you out when i need to but it's time for you guys to find somebody else so we got uh sketchy Dave palermo to play with us yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and to add to, to add to the so, oh, like, so like I just I gotta I gotta say something funny like not funny but it's like the whole thing with Eric Burke when he left 
when he, when, you know, like all of us being in separate, like different cities, et cetera, like, you know, you're out, you would send like these different, these sound bites of, of his guitars and like, Hey guys, you know, what do you think about this? And you'd listen to his stuff for a new song for hardcore song. And I'd be like, I, I can't put lyrics to that. I don't even know what the fuck that is. That's like, what, what, what is that? <laughs> <laughs> and to, to add, once Eric played with us the first time, he actually helped shape the sound of Moment of Truth, honestly. Because the stuff that he added to the songs that we had already written was so much thicker and heavier. And it was like, we just started playing them like that afterwards. It just, just made sense. And it sounded better. And after that, everything we wrote followed the same pattern. It was thicker guitars, heavier guitars, more, I don't know, just chunky. And it just worked. And I think, like I said, if anything, Eric helped shape the sound of Moment of Truth. <clears throat> and I'll jump on here, too, real quick. You know, uh, obviously, we've all known Eric forever. But, but you know, and uh, what's weird, and Jay and I might be the only ones who really know this, there's a guy named now as Matt Zane is the guy who tipped me off to the fact that this band was looking for a guitarist when yep. I originally joined, um, you know. Uh, I'm not going to lie. I'm more of a metalhead slash psychedelic rocker person. But, but, but the elements that Moment of Truth had when I showed up for my audition, I was like, this is a cool blend of uh, metal and go fuck yourself. <laughs> that, was that was nothing but attractive to me. And if you guys are putting that on Eric to really kind of tight it up, because we all know with his days in lethargy, forward, fast forward through Sulaco and everybody else, you need that really tight feel to aggressive music for the riffs to come across to fit with the drums and the vocals to, to make any kind of real uh, splash to yourselves or anybody else. So if you guys are putting that on Eric to say... That's part of where the sound came from. I couldn't agree more, and it's definitely what made you guys attractive to me when I first met you. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for something else going. Yeah, yeah, so I filled the gap. Right there. Silence right there. <laughs> yeah, I had to throw in a belch. So, so sorry. I can't believe it. I can't believe with you three there was any, any dead air at all. <laughs> yeah, that's why you need to start drinking, dude. <laughs> uh, no. Can you tell us about the production of? The new CD, like how that all came together, it's really impressive. I know yeah, I, Doug White together. was involved. Uh, I recorded all my parts in uh, about two and a half hours with Doug White. Yeah, uh, I was with Jim. I recorded all my stuff in about an hour with Doug White. Nice. <laughs> oh, so let me be the guy. Let me be the guy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need a guy right now. <laughs> no, no, Jay, Jay, I'll take a Jay, I'll take a little heat off you because yeah, All I right. did a ton of shit there too, along with Eric and Dave. And then I got home and said, "Fuck, I forgot to do some stuff." Right, right. <laughs> and so Jay and I were the stragglers. I mean, Jay drove up through, and I remember this too. Uh, I'm sure you guys do. There was quite the snowstorm going on. Jay drove all the way, way up from New York, all the way up from New York City. Yep. To show up at the studio about an hour before we were done with the entire weekend of recording, just yep. to turn around and drive home. Yep. And then, uh, so we got all done with what was done, but Jay knew he was going to obviously do things externally. And then when I got home, I was like, wait, where's this? 
Where's this? Oh, this needs something. So it actually, it actually on a level worked out well that we were able to uh, use additional studios to finish out what needed accomplished. And I think for Jay's timeline, it worked out well. And yeah. for me, um, I've been lucky out here in Colorado. I've been ping-ponging between several studios out here and no disrespect to anyone in particular, but I even found a studio that feels like home, like Doug's spot at Watchmen is. So when I was like, okay, we got to get this puppy wrapped up. Jay's real close. I contacted a studio I did enjoy, uh, contacted an engineer that uh, I was curious to work with. And it only took an hour to add the little extra touches, but we got that done. And then once Jay was done, uh, I'll skip over a lot of the mixing story to just say we uh, ended up hiring a buddy of mine out here named Taylor Hahn uh, to mix the record. And I mean, the, the thing I like about Taylor is uh, he loves it. He loves doing it. He would rather produce us from the get go through mix, but he will mix anything that you put in front of him. And I know these guys, the first sample of inside job to get it where everybody approved and said, yes, I will work with this guy. I think it was upwards of 11 uh, initial mixes to just say, Okay, this sounds right. I believe in him. Let's let him do the whole thing. And then once he did it, he was done in almost no time because, I mean, our sound's not complicated, but we wanted a specific tone. So we, uh, I believe he delivered it. And once that was accomplished, we sent it off to his Dave's buddy, Steve, I believe, for the mastering. Yep, and yep. that dude just, you know, I mean, he was handed a good mix. So the mastering was relatively simple. And uh, all this downtime we had between this two days at Doug's wrapped itself up in a fairly decent little bow once Jay and I got wrapped up. And, of course, everything I recorded, I, I think I had you guys proof what I did, but maybe not. I may have just said, here you go, and this is what's happening. And I'm glad you approve of it. So, Well, you wanted to go round and round with me about that one solo, but it ended up staying in there, so I'm happy. <laughs> but that was also long before that, and I agree. And I will stand by my words that I will never play that again the same way because I don't even really know what I did. I got a video like, I videotaped it. <laughs> that's the okay. beauty of it. It was that was so beautiful. It's like that's what we always said about Nate. It's like he, he'll he'll be unprepared for whatever he's gonna whatever leads he's gonna do it. He gets in the studio, he plays it, it just okay takes over. That's it. That's got the lead. I, I don't even know how he does it. I mean, it's, it's just insane because he did it on our demo back in 92. You know, it's like he just plays this crap on his guitar and it just, it sounds amazing. It's like freaking idiot Savant over here. <laughs> <laughs> the idiot part. Emphasis on idiot. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Emphasis on idiot. I, was, I wasn't finished with the statement, but that's all right. <laughs> right. So, so basically the bottom, bottom line is this. I'm the one that took so goddamn long. That's, that's, we'll just leave yeah. it that way. That's what we're saying. But I take, but I take full responsibility and I'm very, and I'm very, I'm very happy that I did what I did. There was a reason there's a method behind the madness. Um, you know, you know what it is? It's, it's listening to all the different kinds of bands that play out there. You know, you, you've got really good tracks. You've got really good bands that perform live, you know, great. And then you listen to some of their, their some of their seven inches or their CDs, et cetera. And you're like, you know what? They probably could have given it a little bit extra more you know, a little bit more effort in the studio, et cetera. I was just like, you know what, we're coming up, we're, we're coming back with a vengeance. And it was like, if I'm going to, if I'm going to get in the studio, I'm going to make sure that I give it a hundred and fucking 10%, everything that I fucking got. And that's what I tried to do. And basically what I was doing is I was, I was leaving, I would be, I'd work in Manhattan. I lived in Brooklyn and I would drive all the way down the fucking middle of Long Island 
and do a fucking track. So basically, every couple of weeks I would do it. I would do a song, and I would spend like you know five fucking hours in the studio on one fucking song. And I guess at the end of the day, it was well worth it. And then a couple of songs I had to redo because you know when we did the uh, when we did Knuckle Up with uh, Sale from Sworn Enemy, you know I was pretty confident with with what I had tracked. And laid down, and then all of a sudden, Sal got in there and, re- and did it, did his part, and I was like, "Oh, oh we got to re fucking do that song." I said, "There's no way." <laughs> I, I was like, "What the fuck was that?" I was like, "Holy shit!" I, I like sounded like some new kid just like got behind the microphone. I was like, "All right," I said, "Guys, we're gonna be, a little, we're, we're gonna need a couple more weeks. I gotta go back and do. I gotta get back to draw boards." <laughs> yeah, that's that's why we left that little bit at the end of the song. <laughs> And I'm glad we did, because it really captures how much Jay enjoyed what Sal did. That's that's why I was a real advocate for leaving that little tale at the end of that tune, because it's just, A, it's fucking Sal. And B, it's fucking Sal doing his fucking thing, and Jay's like, I am showing you the love that you deserve, because you just knocked this out of the park. Yeah. That's a well, great you know, song. And, 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 I, and, we've all, and we've all talked about this. Like, I remember, and, and I mean, let's, let's, let's call it for what it is. There was definitely a, there was definitely some awkwardness and some and some uncomfortableness going on between some of the band, like myself and myself and Pat, for instance. There's a couple of times where he was like, "No, you gotta hurry up, Jay. You gotta hurry up." And I'd be like, and we'd be texting. I'd be like, "Fuck this, I'm calling Pat." And I'm like, "Bro, let's, like, yeah. like you're you, you play a bass, you play a guitar, like you go in there, you do it, you tweak it, whatever. It's done deal." I was like, "I can't do that. Like my pipes, my pipes are like." It's I give it 110 percent and then either it's good or it's not. And if it's not good, well, then I got to recuperate and let my fucking voice go back. So, you know, it's not that easy as a vocalist. That's kind of the way that's the way I looked at it. And that was kind of that was kind of the thought behind the the process with the Doug White thing. You know, we realized that there was no way I was going to be able to to give everything that I got to have a perfect track for each song. You know, in one in that day. time, it yeah. wasn't going to happen. It wasn't going to happen. Not not if we wanted to be at the the level that we're at right now with this CD. We, the outcome would have not been that way. There's no way it would. It didn't matter how much mixing and how much mastering. It would have never came out that way. So I guess in the long run, a year and a half or whatever was well worth it. <laughs> and let me just chime in and point out a, a brutal irony here that. that I'm an audio engineer as a job. (laughs) I was so busy working when the rough mixes were coming in. I basically just told the guys, I love you. I trust you. Mix the record. You're like, handle it. Yeah. (laughs) True story. Very true story. It feels so weird that like making things sound good is my, is, is how I feed my family. And I was like, no, you guys got it. <laughs> and by Jim, by saying yeah, I remember, like we would me. we would be talking back and forth, like Jim, Jim doesn't give a fuck. Like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> that that's what Dave, like Dave, Dave's not here. I can't find whatever. But we say it. Dave's not like, here, Dave, man. I'm I'm texting like, with Dave. What, what's it? What what the fuck? What what? I'm a new guy in the band. Why 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 is Jim acting like that? Like what the fuck? And I'm like. It's it's good, bro. You're 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 the fucking you're the FNG, bro. You're the FNG. What the fuck is an FNG? You're the fucking new guy. Shut up and just play. <laughs> Dave this should be calling in right now. He's downloading apps. So you guys mentioned working with Sale on this album from Sworn Enemy. How was that? Say, what was the question? I'm sorry. 
That's okay. How's it working with Sal? Yeah. Oh, so Sal, Sal is, I've known Sal for a long time. Um, and I tell you what, that, I don't want to, I don't want to sound like that guy because before the band and the music and all that stuff, he's, he's just, a, he's a friend of mine. When we when I was, when we were, when I was writing all the lyrics for the, for the, for the record, for the new songs, at least we had all these ideas and we we're like, you know, I, at least I know I had a bunch of ideas and I had like this, I had this like smorgasbord of ideas like, Oh, I'm going to get this guy. He's going to do backup vocals. And this guy's going to do backup vocals, et cetera, et cetera. And finally I was kind of like, you know what? I'm not, I'm not going to, I'm not having anybody going to do guest vocals with me. And then I was at a show with, uh, at sworn enemy and Sal was just like, you know, how's, how's the record going? Blah, 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 you know, recording. And I was like, yeah, you know, X, Y, and Z. And, and I was like, Hey, would you, would you mind doing, would you mind doing some backup vocals? Bro. No problem. He's like, you tell me that you tell me time and place. And that was pretty much it. And then he showed up to the to the studio with me and I just watched this guy. It, it was like just just the smooth flowing water. Like this guy just it, it was like nothing. Like nothing for this guy. But it was amazing. I, I mean, I could go on and on about that guy. I mean Sal Sal is a Sal is just a humble a humble human being that, you know, gives much respect and uh, support to our band. And, uh, you know, like one of the things after the, now that this record's out and whatnot, and, I, you know, it's kind of fucked up with the whole COVID thing. But once we're able to play a show, it's like Sworn Enemies already told us, like, you know, they're going to do, uh, they'll do the, uh, this, the record CD release show for us. And he's going to go up on stage and do Knuckle Up with us. So it'll be good stuff. It'll be good stuff. All right, let's take a moment and Knuckle Up. Okay. <laughs> and then we're going to go into No More Pain. All right.
So, Jay, we watched you yes. on Facebook Live this morning drinking our coffee. Um, <laughs> and you mentioned that you particularly are fond of Knuckle Up. Yes. I is am. there is there any other favorites for anyone on the album? Any songs that stick out? Any reasoning for any songs sticking out? Yeah. I mean, I, I could, I definitely could sit there and, you know, say that every single song in the record is, you know, obviously you know, I'm fond of every one of them. Um, each, each one of those songs um, have a special meaning to me, at least on lyrically. Um, you know, Inside Job is, I'm very fond of Inside Job. That's a very personal song for me. Um, one, it's kind of nostalgic because it's one of our older songs that we kind of like redid, but you know, the, the lyrics about that whole song, the me behind that whole song is about 9-11, you know, and it's about some of the things that I went through. And it's, you know, it's about, yeah, it's about, it's about, it's about fucking life. It's about, you know, yeah, I, I yeah, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to tread softly on that one. <laughs> okay, fair but, enough. Yeah. Knuckle, knuckle up. I'm very fond of knuckle up just because, you know, I got to, I got to work with, uh, I got to work with, uh, you know, Sal on that track, but the, the other song too, that I, I really like, and, and I, a lot of, a lot of credit guys has to go to uh, Dave too. Cause you know, when Dave came into the band, you know, he, he, he came in with a vengeance with all these great ideas. You know, he was really fucking hungry. You know, he came from borrowed time, you know, and he was also with down to war. You know, two great Rochester hardcore bands, but you know, he came in with this fucking spitfire. You know, he was just fucking hungry and eager, and it was kind of weird because like we're like the old guys, you know, and we're like, well, what are we like, ten, fifteen years older than him, some shit like that. I don't know. Some oh, of us. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, he sits there and he talks to us like we're like these OGs. He's always saying, "You guys are like OGs," and I'm like, "No, man, we're just we're just normal guys, dude. We're just we've just been doing this thing for a long time." And I guess that's kind of what an OG is, but. You know, and it's like, I said, this is a family, man. It's not just a business, it's a family, it's a brotherhood. You know, and and, and I was like, you know, you, you get what you get, what you put into it. But he came with these great ideas. And he, he wrote, he did this other song, Respect Thy Neighbor. And I kind of like Respect Thy Neighbor as well, lyrically, because, again, it's about, you know, a lot, of the, a lot of the songs lyrically are about just, they're about all the things that people are doing today in society and they're just taking a fucking blind eye. You know, everybody just follows. That's all they do. People follow. Nobody leads. And I guess that's where a lot of my a lot of my lyrics and my personal feelings go from Inside Job, Knuckle Up, Respect Thy Neighbor, those three songs and Soulless Life. It's it's all about the sheep. It's all about the people that can't think for themselves. It's all about the people that are walking by criminal activity, walking by things that they know are fucking wrong. That they know they'd fucking stand up to if that was their fucking daughter, if that was their son, if that was their person getting fucking drugs pushed to them, if that was their fucking their wife getting the shit kicked out of them, if that was their fucking friend getting fucking raped, et cetera, et cetera. But people don't do that. They just keep on fucking driving. Nobody fucking rolls down the window and goes, hey, fuck ass. Hey, fuck tar. What the fuck are you doing? And people are afraid to get out of their fucking car and confront somebody. Everybody's a fucking afraid. And I'm tired of being, I, I'm tired of that shit. I'm not afraid. I'll be the first one to fucking lay down any, for any, any of my fucking bandmates, for any of my friends. You fuck with my family, I'll bleed for you. You know, that, that thought process, that belief is fucking long gone. People are fucking cowards. And you know what? It's time for fucking people to take their fucking blindfolds off, grab their fucking sack, whatever the fuck you got between your legs, and fucking be a fucking real human being and fucking stand up for your brother and sister. Well said. Yep. 
Definitely. I don't know where that came from. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that was perfect, Jay. Hey, it so was. I just wanted to chime in and say, because it uh, looks like Dave's back on the call now. Um, <laughs> I just wanted to say that, like, um, when we right. were when we were looking for um, <clears throat> another guitar player, Dave had previously expre- expressed some interest, and uh, we kind of had a little bit of trepidation. We're like, hey, you know, we're a bunch of old school dudes. You know, we're an old family. We're not really looking for, uh, you know, anything else going on here. But then when uh, Eric said that, you know, it wasn't going to be his thing anymore, you know, the first person we reached out to was Dave because, you know, he had shown an interest in us. So, you know, like recognizes like, you know, if you're going to if you're going to reach out to me, you know, out of, out of respect for what I've been doing, you know, I'm going to come right back and show you the same respect. So on that on, uh, on that same note, when sure. uh, when Patrick and I were first jamming, um, I went over and jammed with Dave a couple times on my own to kind of just feel him out, you know, in front, you know, instead of everybody having to be there. And then, like when Patrick and I went over and were jamming with him, we're actually jamming at his house, and we we worked through a couple of old songs. And then he was basically like, "Yo, I got these riffs I've been sitting on," and I was, just, and that's what turned into. Uh, into knuckle up, you know, we worked on those riffs, a little rearrangement, added some parts here. And like, if anybody out there is interested in, you know, joining a band you already like, um, or starting a new band or whatever, show up, show up with riffs, man. That's a, that's a pretty much a guaranteed in, you know, like learn, learn the set that you're supposed to learn and then show up with new parts. Cause that was definitely a, you know, a big, uh, a big gold star on the top of the report, uh, for me anyway. I just want to add this uh, regarding uh, Dave's edition because Knuckle Up has definitely become one of my favorites. And, you know, I live out here in Colorado. I come back to do things. And when I heard Knuckle Up is uh, the first edition, I was like, damn, I'm in. This song is solid as hell. And once it got recorded and I knew what I had to do with uh, guitar extras, it was like this thing is laid out just right to do all the things that this song needs. So... You know, I may have just been uh, perceived as a touch harsh when I was trying to get rid of his line noise, which appears to be gone, thankfully. Um, <clears throat> he brought some real real good stuff, and he's a good dude. So I'm glad he's working with us uh, since Eric's departure, and I look forward to being able to write more with and for and toward all of us. That's awesome. So this is the part of the show where we kiss Dave's ass after yelling at him. Yeah, <laughs> after well, roasting him. <laughs> he got his 15 seconds there. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, I heartfelt. I, I, I do appreciate what he has added to the group for sure. He's written some solid stuff that fits what we have done. Not that we need to be what we've been, but he gets the vein and I can't tip my hat enough for that. And it's That's not about awesome. licking boots here. It's just about paying uh, gratitude where it's due. Absolutely. So Dave, what made you reach out to the guys in Moment of Truth and say, hey, I want to be a part of you? Oh, that's not. So, long story short, um. All right, hold I on, hold on, Dave. My whole life. Dave, Wait, can you that? turn your phone around? You're talking in the wrong end. <laughs> How's that? Man? Like that? Wait, is your Bluetooth on? No. No. Hold on. How's that? And scene. <laughs> Do you see me at all? I don't understand. Like, is that better? We don't, sure. we don't see it, but you sound okay. Oh, man, that's, that's great. How's that? That's good. All right. As long as that sounds good, you don't want to see. So, um, can you hear me okay? Yep. All right. Yes. I'll get this, I'll get this wrong. So, essentially, um, I believe in the roots of music. 
And Moment of Truth has always been like legend. And there was a time to piggyback on what Jay was saying. Like, I grew up, um, not to be that guy, but like on the streets of Rochester with my father. was like an OG and was taught a lot of respect. And um, also it's a dual life in the suburbs. And the two lives are different. And one thing about this band is these guys are real dudes. You can bust chops, you have a good time. And I see these guys that have a missing piece. And you have Eric Burke and Nate, some of the best guitar players that come out of Rochester. It's a lot of pressure to just have them be like, yo, we like your riffs that, frankly, other guys didn't give me the time of day anymore to do. Where I had a whole nother project. And I'm just like, yo, this needs a fit. And their sound is is classic. And it, and it, it, it stays true. So to me, it was like to drop a riff to Nate or, or to Jim and Pat and not have to frankly direct them on what to play on drums. I felt like I was like back in 91, like putting on a judge record, putting on like my favorite records that crossover, like that era. And then Nate has such a big part of that sound where you can take any kind of riff. And I just jowl with him because I grew up like listening to Boston, a lot of like dark tones and, and different things on guitar, and I'm attracted to guitar. So like, honestly, it was a lot of pressure to do it on my end to like know that Eric Burke and Nate are going to play these riffs, and these guys were one of the first to do it around here, and they played with the bands that are making a living off of it. So it was a pleasure to work with Jay in the past. Um, I played bass in this band, Borrow Time, in the second round of it. And I got to work with Jay on the road and he like drove my van around with the trailer and it was awesome. And I have a lot of respect for him because he's an OG here and so are all these guys. So I'm like, really, it's a pleasure to work with them. So you think that pressure made you a better musician? Um, yes, for sure. And, and, you know, honestly, um, I'm nervous talking because. I've been waiting to have this conversation for about a year. This process has been a long time and I haven't really thought about it and not, but like I've had a lot of shit happen in my life and frankly, like I probably saved it. And I thought about selling everything and like, it's, it's been good. Like, because I'm never the one that's behind the text messages. These guys are like 10 years older than me. And I'm always the one like making sacrifices in my life, like putting, you know, getting friends into business which is never a good idea and a lot of those bands don't happen because of that now and my whole thing is bring up the people around you so for jay to work with him in the past and be excited and then you know i ran up by the dudes i wasn't trying to step on toes but like i was like yo eric do you need a guy to like listen to your riffs back and then you can send him nate i don't want to do anything i didn't want to really be in the band you know what I mean? I just want to like help them continue with their vibrations. And the fact that all they need are riffs, it's like, it's made me a lot better musician because um, it's like you can't get things out in one music project. Every project is going to have different areas where you can help and you can't. I don't want to have control in the band. I want them to achieve their goals. Does that make sense? Yeah. So yeah. it's made me step back and think, what does our old sound have? Incorporate it while adding a twist of what would this be out now? You know what I mean? Exactly. So, Well, my opinion, Dave, you've done it. I love what you've added to us. Okay. And the way I look at it, you're more of a part of it than I am because I live way the hell out here. But you're no, definitely dude, keeping the boat afloat with this. Right on, man. Thank you. 
Jinx. <laughs> but um, honestly, what, um, can I touch on Jay with the vocal process? Of course. Um, with sales, you can, can touch Jay. Um, is Jay still here? Where is he? I'm here, but some. Can you hear me, guys? Yeah. 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 You're fine. Yeah. You're fine. I can't see shit. Like so, I, 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 doesn't matter. Whatever. I fucked up. That's okay. Well, Jay, Jay, <laughs> oh, Jay was there talking go. about having um, a whole list of guys doing basketball because, frankly, you know, some comedic value. I shit my fucking pants because I'm the one like. All right, dude, we got this guy and this guy, this guy. So I go through it like a general manager, like, all right, I think this guy sounds like this, this, this. Marry it with the bands, give it to Jay. So when I heard like, and I get, <laughs> Jay, if you remember, I gave you that set list of where I think the guy's vocals could fit. Probably I do, I do remember. <laughs> and when you and when you said you weren't doing that, I'm like, thank God. Like, don't disrespect to anybody, but I'm like, yeah, yeah. Don and like some of the best <laughs> records in the world don't have guest vocals, and yep. you know what I mean. Yep. So that was, that was a real fun process you know what my favorite guest vocal was besides sal was you and me you and me you and me in the studio fucking having a ball and just fucking doing an old school fucking blessed out of soul song from 1992 and you fucking being with me and it was just great it was great you know like from you know you putting your guitar down going from bass player from you know you know brow time to now guitar player moment of truth and Oh, by the way, I'm going to do some on the rope stuff because I used to be a singer. And that was good. I enjoyed that. To be side by side with you and fucking laying vocals. Best time of my best time. That was the best time besides doing Vulcan vocals with Sal right there. That well, was thank it. you. Was that was that by default? Because I think the only other vocal. <laughs> so, like, really, I mean, what are you saying? <laughs> don't, don't, don't look into it. Don't look into it. Don't look into it. <laughs> Yo, I, I, I'll be real with Dave's you guys. Dave's all meta I'm about, now. I, I'm, I'm about the riffs. You know what I mean? I knew about Eric Burke when I was like a kid. You know, and, and I would hang out at this place called the Helen Earth Store and um in the tattoo shop at 1920. I didn't really think anything of it. You know what I mean? And and like I met Eric Burke, and he's like shred of shred. Like there's so many shredders, Ryan Mason, so many guys who can go down the list in the city like that just rip. So to me. Brian used to work on my guitar as younger. This is like a little network, and I've always been raised on, like, licks. You know what I mean? Like, and my dad's a guitar player. So Southern Rock, like, the blues, everything, like, dynamic. <clears throat> and frankly, it's like, I'm not a singer, Jay, like, at all. I just did it because I, I, I frankly had a message, which was empower the people around you, lift them up, as corny as it is. But it ain't like, you know, it, it's not like, not to bag on it, it ain't like on, a, on like, a, like a super posy tip, you know what I mean? On like a youth crew tip, you know what I mean? It's more like this riff still has to make you bob your head, brother, you know, and, and the vocals still have to make you bob your head too. But if you want to check out the lyrics, here you go. But honestly, Jay, um, I felt relieved not doing that and just helping you. And I really liked the borrow time learning what the bass does in band and how it drives a hammer. And I got to work on singing and playing. So then I started it on the ropes before it ended. Started to play and sing at the same time because like I would, we, we didn't really get to that point where we were bands, they plateau. You guys are like a lube machine, monitors, no monitors, don't matter the room, you're, you're right there. And what's weird about Moment of Truth, Nate comes in town, we're right there. Like, Jay comes in town, we're right there. You know, like, Jay came to the first practice, I was like, I knew he has it. I mean, he's done way harder shit than this. So it's like, it's funny when he picks on me for like, yo, man. I need help in these lyrics. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about, dude? Like, you got this, you know? And, and he comes in, delivers, and we drive home from the studio in a blizzard, 
and I'm worried we're all going to die because he's not putting his hands on the wheel like a typical Jay. I mean, that's a nutcase. <laughs> you look up nutcase, and it's his fucking picture, frankly. And then we like, dude, I got anxiety. I don't think I can pull this off in the studio. I'm like, bullshit. Like, did you have anxiety yet? Like, do I have to go down the list? You know what I mean? Like, so. Dave, I've heard the record. He you know? didn't pull it off. What's that? I said, I heard the record. He didn't pull it off. <laughs> Sorry. I want to, I want to, I want to, I want to caveat to what Dave was talking about. Like, you know, so Dave. Dave was talking about basically, you know, this, this conversation that we had during the blizzard, you know, and me basically having me questioning my ability to 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 be a vocalist because, you know, you, you get older, et cetera, whatever. You know, I don't my instrument is my voice. And like I, 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 I'm like super fucking hard on myself. I am like super critical. And, you know, and it's funny. I Dave. Dave, Dave was that. Dave was that like that, that odd man out, that outside voice to me. Like he, he, I was able to talk to him, and he was able to fucking talk me off the ledge a little bit. <laughs> I, I, I appreciate that, Dave. I remember that conversation, and we have these conversations all the time throughout the whole process of writing this fucking record. This goes back full circle to the whole purpose, maybe not the whole purpose of this CD, but what we wanted to do with this record, and you know, for being old school hardcore guys. And I don't want to say that I don't want to say like the guys that founded Rochester Hardcore, but I would have to say that we're definitely the first. We're definitely the fucking the top fucking two, if there are any. Uh, you know, we wanted to come back and 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 pay homage to to New York Hardcore. I didn't want. To, we didn't want to. I know I personally didn't want to as a vocalist be like the rest of all the other fucking bands out there. You know, everybody's into the fucking doing the beatdown and all this other kind of stuff, and that's fine. I don't have any fucking problems with any of the kind of beat down hardcore stuff that's that's relevant today. But that's not me. That's not moment of truth. That's not us. I am I am super fucking proud that we stayed relevant and we stayed to our roots. We didn't fucking veer to the right. We didn't veer to the left. We stayed right down the fucking center. We did what we did back fucking 30 fucking years ago. We haven't changed except that we just got a little bit louder. We got a little bit better at our instruments and I got a little bit better at the vocalist. But other than that, we still stay true to our fucking selves. And you know what? As far as I'm concerned, that is a fucking win. Because I watch a lot of these other fucking bands. We all do. We've all seen them. We've all seen these old OGs that have started the same time we have. And they changed. They went down the route. And they're like, you know what? I'm going to be like the other guys. I'm going to be like that other hardcore band. Because now they're doing this fucking beatdown shit. And they're doing this hug, chugga, chugga, chugga stuff. But that's not how you started, did you? No, it's not. But you changed. We didn't change. As far as I'm concerned, you know what? I'm proud of that. I'm super proud of that. And I'm proud of this fucking record. You yeah. should be. Yeah, you yep. should be. It's great. Um, so from a Rochester root perspective, you guys were supposed to play with nuclear assault and that was postponed. Yep. People wanna know, is there a prospect for a reschedule date? I know Danny mentioned that it was not canceled, it was postponed, so it's still on the table. Yeah, so it looks sure. like the you know it's it's part of the tattoo fest, and um, uh, it looks like the tattoo festival has been rescheduled for August. So we're assuming the show is going to be rescheduled for August. Okay. Uh, you know, of course, of course, we'll have to see where the world lands at that point. But you know, we are a hundred percent down and a hundred percent excited for all that. You know that that was a killer uh, Rochester based lineup. And uh, we, we're still super, super excited 
uh, to do it, you know, to do it with all those bands, to do it at Photo City. You know, great venue. Danny and everybody over there is awesome. You know, we're really, uh, you know, we're really bummed that it didn't happen, but, you know, we got to, it was nobody's fault. Like, that's a, that's a fucking bucket list show right there. Like, right? Like, right. Well, I was, I almost had to fucking cancel. And you guys were like, ah, Jay, like, maybe we can find enough, maybe we can find someone that can do your vocals for us. And I was like, yeah, that, that ain't fucking happening. That's not fucking happening. <laughs> Jay, Jay, we had somebody lined up. I know, but it was not happening. I was like, I will fucking, I will get kicked out of the military. Whatever I gotta fucking do, nobody's replacing me. Fuck that. <laughs> hey, Jay, I need yeah. you to pause so I can say, Jim, I love you for telling him that right now. That's amazing. If you hadn't told him prior, because I would have been like, only one truth. Jay, love you. Well, it's the same thing. Uh, you know, it's like when Dave, when Dave logged on, and there was all that line noise. Like, hey, go fuck yourself or figure it out. That's how I feel about that show, Jay. I love you, and guess what? There's yeah. probably shows I'm not going to make, and I expect to be replaced. So I hate you all preemptively. <laughs> for the, was not, for the <laughs> you know what? If there any other, like whatever, like we could we could throw a bunch of different bands against the wall and see if they stick. But that one right there, no fucking right. way. I was like, I'm good. Number one, number one, it's fucking Eric who. You know, obviously, fucking sixth, seventh member, whatever the fuck we're up to. You know, like that. If that in itself, but then Nuclear Salt, they haven't played in what? What is it? Six fucking years or whatever? Seven years in Rochester? I was like, nah. Three months? Huh? <laughs> no. No. no I'm fucking like around. Six, I'm like fucking around. Five or five or six years they haven't played in Rochester or some shit. Yeah. I don't know. But either way, I've never played with Nuclear oh, Salt. So yeah, I was like, gotcha. fuck. My God. I was like, I gotta fucking do that. There's no fucking way. And there's no way I was gonna. There's no way that we were gonna cancel. So yeah, no, no, I was gonna do whatever I had to. <laughs> yeah, those tickets so, uh, are still in our fridge. Yep. So for the for the record, because uh, because we brought it up, the guy that uh, the guy that we had asked is uh, Paul from the Weight We Carry, another uh, another old school. You know, I thought about it. I had to bring in somebody that you know has been around. Is you know. <laughs> Done his time in the scene. That's proved that it's been there. You know, another another old school guy. Uh, you know, if if we're if we're second wave, they're fifth. But that doesn't mean we're not under the seventh. They're still old school dudes. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, it, it, it about Paul, the only, that's the only person I would ever respect. The fucking yeah, that was it. That's that it. it. That's the only one. That's the only one. <laughs> <But> Burke, <laughs> Burke wanted to sing. Yeah, Burke would have done vocals. Burke will do. I mean, fuck. Burke will take any of our jobs. Dude, why didn't do that? Nobody told me Jack, that. You're fired. You're fired. You're fired. Right. <laughs> it's Burke with a laptop. Oh wait, that's what he's coming right now. <laughs> okay, now that band therapy is over, you guys got any questions for us? <laughs> what is this? Uh, some kind of monster part two? Wow. Wow. Right. So Jim, this is crazy. Yeah. What's up? You've mentioned that you're a sound engineer, and you travel yeah. a lot for your job, right? Mm-hmm. What What is your job? What do you, What exactly do you do? Oh well, uh, so I work for a corporate firm. So basically, what we do is uh, we're roadies for business people. Okay. So I do like conventions, symposiums, 
stuff like that. Uh, you know, it's still the same size sound system and same mixing console and everything you'd see at concerts. Um, you know, I can still fly arena size line arrays and, you know, I still have to know how to use all those tools, but the difference is I do it for scientists and senators and stuff instead of, uh, instead of rock and roll. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. All right. Makes sense. So, uh, you moved out to California for a little bit, right? Uh, yeah, I lived out in Oakland, California for about, uh, Four years, my wife and I, um, when we first started dating, kind of ran down a, a list of like life goals and expectations and, and all that kind of stuff. And one of the things that, one of the many things that lined up, we've been together 20 years now, uh, one of the many things that lined up was um, moving out to California. We had both wanted to uh, do that. We already had one kid at the time, so we, uh, we packed up our stuff. We moved into uh, an intentional community in Northern California, um, commune, if you want. Um, uh, we always call Nate the hippie, but I'm the, I'm the one that actually lived in uh, collective housing. Damn straight. Yep. And, uh, you know, lived out there, had a good time, but it was not, uh, we had another kid while we were out there and it was just not, um, not affordable. So I'm actually, uh, you know, wh when I left, a lot of people leave their hometown and they're like, you know, fuck you, fuck this place. I'm never coming back. And then a year later you see them back. You know, my, my wife and I were both like, yeah, we're going to go see what we could do. And after about four years, we were like, yeah, didn't work. Moving back home. So I actually moved home and got a better job than I had out there. So it was a big win. I cut my cost of cost of housing down by a 10th and, uh, and then was making more money on paper also. So it was, it was a big win for my family. Well, that's good. And you, you had a band out there? Uh, yeah, I had a band out there with an old school buddy from Rochester, a uh, dude named Lyle. Uh, he was in uh, Death Between Seasons and a couple other bands here. Uh, he was in a band called Connoisseur um, out there for a while. They got a, a couple of records out on Tank Crimes. Um, he's not with them anymore, but uh, when I was out there, we had a, we had a really fun... Uh, project called Passed Away that uh, unfortunately never recorded, but um, and only played a couple of shows. But we we had a lot of fun while doing it, so I definitely I definitely kept my chops up. Oh, here's here's something funny about that is that we practiced uh, directly across the hall from High on Fire in oh. the rehearsal studio we were in. And when High on Fire was over there, we would just either sit in the hallway and listen to them. Or we would leave because they were so fucking loud. <laughs> we couldn't hear our own instruments when it came time to practice. So, Nathan, how did you end up in Colorado? Uh, that's a convoluted story that I'll keep as brief as possible. All right. Uh, Too late. Impossible. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> uh, so, uh, yeah, let's uh, fast forward. I was in Fredonia. I graduated college. Uh, when I came back, I went to go see the Deftones and Clutch with a dude named Andy Schmitz. Uh, for those who may have been paying attention to your show, is currently the singer of Charmer. He's one of my dear friends. And uh, to I just cut in here, to just cut in real quick, Nathan, I was in uh, Bug House with Andy for a while too. So yes, very good. He also made the Fall Guy logo. <laughs> yes, he did. And uh, I could go on and on about Andy. Uh, I'll fan hey, so could Andy. At some point. 
<laughs> I love that dude. Anywho, so we go to that show and I run into Diane White, Adam Bonacci's, I believe now wife still. Withered Earth was looking for a guitarist. Mm-hmm. Uh, I moved back, blah, blah, blah. I spend time with Withered Earth. Um, and then after some time, I said, wow, this is weird. And I'm not going anywhere that I think I should be going. Um, whether it was just youthful impetuousness or whatever it was, I said, huh, my folks relocated to Colorado. I visited. I like it there. It seems neat. I didn't like where my life was. Not that I hated it, but I wanted to make a change. So when certain events and contracts were coming to their terms, I said, I'm going to get out of here and go to Colorado. And I will share this very brief story. I had made my departure, I think, for early February of 2001 when the guys in the band were like, oh, so we're going to play New England Metal Fest and Meshuggah's on it. Okay, I'll de- I'll depart after that. So I literally played the New England Metal Fest and the next day left for Col- Colorado. Huh. So it was just a lot of... Uh, a lot of uh, history being developed. I was just like, I need to make a change for me. And it's been wonderful. And I will say, in moving to Colorado, a number of my New York friendships and otherwise connections have become even stronger than I either realized they were or thought or that were, in fact, before leaving. And yes, a lot of docking occurred, evidently, according to Pat. And uh, I was just like, I needed to make a change. That's the punchline to get away from my personally derailed story here. But I just needed to make a personal change. It's been wonderful, but it's also reinvigorated the relationships I've had with the guys in this band, along with a few others in Rochester and otherwise on the East Coast. So uh, it sucks to be away, but no offense to anybody. As much as I have all the attraction to be back there, life is amazing here. So if I have the luxury to fly back as wanted or needed, I'm going to do it. I'm just going to jump in here and uh, I'm going to say this real quick that we, we cannot give <clears throat> enough love and enough thanks to Tim at WTF records in the Netherlands. In Belgium. For, for st- <laughs> <laughs> I did say that for, for standing behind us, uh, for putting this package out, for being there. Uh, today, yeah. the day we're recording this, May 1st, is actually the official release date uh, for it. It's available on all uh, streaming platforms. Um, uh, that's upside down, Patrick. Um, uh, iTunes, Spotify, uh, Bandcamp, um, Friendster, MySpace. Uh, I don't know what it's on. <laughs> uh, it's available through, um, if you go to our Facebook page, Moment of Truth Hardcore, uh, you can, the shop now button has a link directly to the WTF website. So you can order that. Uh, you can support our label. You can help support our label mates. Um, you can get our new record for them. If you're in the, uh, Western New York or Eastern New York or color, if you're in the States, uh, you can reach out to the band directly, uh, you know, through, you know, pay for it through PayPal, Venmo, whatever your thing is, cash. If you're in Rochester, I'll, I'll deliver it to your house. And you can get the new record from us. Uh, we just heard back that the vinyl should be due in June, July. What yep. did Tim say? 
June. June. The second uh, week of uh, June or something like that. Yep. So the, the vinyl should be done uh, then. We're uh, we're so proud of this accomplishment. We're so happy to have uh, to, uh, you know have great representation from this label. Uh, we feel right at home with the the stable of bands on that are on there. We hope to start uh, when shows happen again. Hope to start playing some shows. Uh, with some of these guys, if uh, you know if there are bands in Europe, we'll try to help them if we can in the states. You know, maybe if we can, you know, if a bunch of guys in their forties, Sans David, can get our schedules together, we can, you know, go to Europe and and hang out with Tim and maybe play with some of our uh, European label mates or whatever. But I just I can't give enough uh, enough love and enough respect uh, to them there at, at WTF. Uh, for having a good heart and a good attitude, for you know, for knowing what it's all about, knowing what we're about, and uh, and taking a chance on some older guys that are still trying to put out some uh, heavy, aggressive music uh, that we hold dear to ourselves. Well said. Absolutely, it's great stuff. Um, we want to thank you guys very much for being on. And uh, if any of you want to say anything else in closing. Can I give a shout out to, to piggyback? Oh, go ahead. On, um, of course. What Jim was saying. Um, you know, this music, a lot of times you're, you're wondering who's really going to care and for, you know, WTF records to put this out. Um, that's legit putting your money where your mouth is and taking a chance. And, um, you know, they're across the pond. <laughs> and, uh, I personally had anxiety in older bands. Um, I'm not going to mention their names, all of us, about putting, um, I'll say it, Don Orr, this band Don Orr and Rochester, we, we made past packages, but we beat ourselves up so hard because we worked so much, we didn't feel that we could deliver back on the product. And we didn't want to drain a record label, you know what I mean, on that chance, you know, on a long-term investment. You know, that's a lot of pressure when you owe people, you know, like that, that put time in your van. So, um, you know, just shout out to WTF Records again and, and just Jay especially for hitting this band and just like, there's never a dull moment and, and it's fun. You know, it's like legit fun. So um, thank you for having me be a part of this. Sorry about my line issues here. I'm glad we could square it away, but um, can't thank you guys enough for, for giving me the time of day in this band and most importantly this podcast with you guys. So thank you. Glad I showered for it. thank you guys love the new cd can't wait to see you guys live and we want to thank you for sharing your evening with us i got i got one more thing to say if it's okay all right of course absolutely okay i just wanted to say that i tried to give uh the grim dystopian crew here a copy of the cd you know as a promotional thing as a thanks for having us on and you guys insisted on buying it so if you want to talk about uh, people that support the scene, it's, you know, you guys are out there. We, you know, we see it at the shows, we see it at the metal nights, you know, you're doing the podcast, you're having, you know, not only local musicians, but national musicians on and, and you know, and, and, and you had us on here and, you know, I just, I can't say thanks enough. It means, it means so much uh, because I've really, really, uh, you know, respected the, the time you guys have put in and the support you guys give to the local scene. <clears throat> The fact that you gave some of that attention to uh, this little band of uh, of old school uh, graybeards here, we really, really appreciate it. Yeah, thanks a lot, Jim. That means a lot. 
All right. I'll just say Jim owes me money. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. I know. It was just funny to say, and I enjoyed it, and they left too, so I had two more laughs than I expected. You, you, had, you had me worried because I do owe people money, just not you. <laughs> I just want to say thank you for, uh, for having us on, you know, for being, for being a, an old school, you know, Rochester, hardcore, metal, whatever the fuck you want to categorize this. You know, it's, it's been a, it's been a long, it's been a long road with ups and downs from being in the band to not being in the band to having all my trials and tribulations and things that I've gone through, just like all of us have, but to, to come full circle and to be <coughs> welcomed back into this fucking scene has been, it's just been, it's, it's been a humbling experience. It really has. And, you know, to talk to the, the European um, fans out there and people that have, like, you know, guys that have been interviewing, it's just like you guys have. Got interviews today from uh, guys that are doing, uh, you know, they're, they're obviously, you know, checking out our record and seeing what they had to say. And guys from across the pond. And, you know, when, when, they, when they sit there and say that this is, what, this is what hardcore has been waiting for and this is what it's needed, I tell you what, if there's anything that's ever doesn't matter how much money you make it doesn't matter who who fucking hurt here's your fucking songs etc but to hear people say that this is what the this is what the music scene fucking needed right now right now i tell you what jobs jobs accomplished it, it's it's accomplished and i'm just looking forward to uh looking forward to putting new music out and fucking topping this fucking record that's all i can say and i i appreciate for having us and i, I can't wait to fucking rock the shit out when we fucking play in fucking rochester yeah. Well, thank you guys very much, and you've uh, you've put out a great a great record, um, amazing. Can't wait to see it live. Can't wait. All right, Jay, oh, Jim, Pat, Nathan, Dave, Moment of Truth. Thank you so much, and we'll talk soon. All right, wonderful. Thank, thank you guys. Thank you. Another fantastic chat in the books. Yep, that was a lot of fun. It was. Um first time with the seven of us on the phone mm -hmm. so um a couple hurdles but yeah. this is the time of the corona so it is. we have to the socially corona. the corona challenge <laughs> <laughs> socially distance and stay safe so mm -hmm. um all right all right you ready to wrap this one up i'm ready one more time i want to thank them for uh sharing their new cd with us and spending some time chatting their friday night i mean they could be out at shows and they festivals could. They and could, yeah. doing all kinds of fun yeah. shit but they spent it with us and yep, yep. we appreciate it yeah and we, we've seen them live once looking forward to the next time absolutely so stay safe stay healthy and don't be an asshole we're gonna close things off with inside job
I've uh, pooped twice today since we've been on this call. That's pretty crafty. (laughs) (laughs) Hopefully it wasn't in your pants. Okay, I got the appropriate response. You know, end of the story with that. But there's a part, you know, as a musician and in a band, and then there's that that part of you that you take the friend concept out and you're just like, I fucking love Sworn Enemy. Like, that's the most amazing band in the world. And to be in a studio and watch that guy lay a track, I mean... Blew my mind. Hey. Blew my mind away. Hey Jay, pause for a second. I think Dave just joined, and I think that's all the sexual weird noise we're getting. <laughs> wow, who's wheezing? Is that? Well, like that some breathing. <laughs> Dave, is that you? Jesus. Yo, Dave, are wheezing. you there? I'm, not, I'm just sitting. <laughs> yeah, I'm right here. Do you hear me? Yeah, but there's a ton of background noise. So what is the hell are you doing? Are you dragging a corpse? Hold on, hold on. And Pat's blowing out his microphone every time he laughs. Right? What is that? (laughs) Pat, I wish I could text with you right now. Hold on, let me get my doppelganger. Jesus, dude, put your foot on mute. Jesus Christ, fucking new guy. (laughs) Can we uh, put this? Let me finish the question. Dave, put your phone on mute. Let me finish the question. Uh, Dave, get it right. Fuck off. Or now I just open a Slim Jim. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> All right, so the question I bought was... Him some under, I got him some underoos. Woman, Wonder Woman underoos for Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we got a... Jay, go for it. All right, so what was, it was, what was it like working with Jesus, Sal, right? Dave. Dave, put your phone on fucking mute. <laughs> One moment. <laughs> Jesus. Doesn't Dave have a podcast? He knows how this works. Right so Eric Burke yeah, is Dave. amazingly right back in the band. Put your combos down for a minute. <laughs> Bingo. <laughs> All right. Yes, Dave does have a, pod, a podcast. <laughs> All right. Hopefully he'll talk about it. <laughs> Are we, ready? are we good? <laughs> Dave, are you done fucking around? Jesus. I don't even know how we're going to edit this. <laughs> What's happening? Right. <laughs> you, should, you should just let it go. <laughs> <laughs> Jim, we're going to send this to you to clean up. Raw dog, like any sex we ever had. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, you ready? We ready? Ready. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, what, uh, do you what, guys hear anything at all? Oh my god! Yeah, I hear you fine. Oh, dude, I'm sorry. I yo, I will edit that. You can send me the file. Um, let me know what I got to do. <laughs> um, can you hear me? Okay. I don't know why my Bluetooth wasn't working. Yeah, you're sounding great now, Because <laughs> it was you, in Jay. your pocket. That's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so in, while we enjoy uh, Dave's line noise, why don't we let Jay continue? Yes. Okay, the question was, what was it again? I'm so sorry. <laughs> yeah, sorry about Sal. that. I didn't know that was even happening like that. <laughs> this is the best day ever. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Jay, you're up. Sal, right. we're talking Sal. Sal. So... So basically, 